Jen Zamparelli on 2FM with Leia Healthcare. Always a beat ahead. Visit LeiaHealthcare.ie. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Now, I never thought I'd be introducing the person in front of me as a guest. But today is a special occasion for him. On this very day, the 16th of January, five years ago, he decided to give up drinking completely. Obviously, many of you out there are doing dry January, but can you imagine imagine it continuing on and on and on and on and on indefinitely? What would that life be like? Well, to tell us all about what happened to him and how his sober life has impacted him and his family and people around him is our very own Mr. Cormac Battle. Good. I'm not going to say good morning because I saw you two hours ago, but how are you? Uh, Well, yeah, it is. uh, I'm good. This is a really strange experience for me, Jen, um, because I've never been a guest on your show. Like, I feel like I'm somebody who has been, you know, like you normally bring in to chat to. So I'm actually quite nervous. Like, I talk to you every day on the radio, but I'm actually really nervous about this because I just want to get it right. I want to get. Well, there's this, no right um, and wrong in this. This is just your story. But tell me why the 16th of January? Because we, I, I touched well, on it there. A lot of people give up the booze in January for yeah. dry January, whatever we've overindulged over Christmas. But the 16th, you kind of left it a while. Did well, you? yeah, it wasn't. T- today marks um, like I'd uh, five five years since I packed in boozing, and it wasn't a dry January thing. It wasn't anything to do with January. It wasn't a fad. It wasn't anything like that. To be honest, like the, the, the reason it happened was um, I'd reached a point where for me, uh, drinking just wasn't fun anymore. Um, it was a way of self-medicating uh, from, you know, the stress of work, responsibility of having a young family um, and everything else. And I was generally looking for a temporary escape from a constant state of anxiety that I was in all the time. I was... But how you know, did you differentiate between it? Because uh, that's that's the point where you go, okay, I'm doing this for the wrong reasons. Did something happen? Did someone say it to you? Or was this was there something niggling in the back of your head telling you what was really going on? Well, like, I, I kind of said it there. Like, like a long time ago, I was diagnosed with um, a generalized anxiety disorder, which I've talked about on the show before. And... Uh, uh, that and that's something I've been I've had I've I've had for you know probably since I was born I've had and, and but 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 it, but it be, became quite a big problem for me um in my uh, early twenties and dealing with that alcohol was quite effective um mm. as anyone anyone else out there with that similar problem will know it's you know alcohol is a very strong kind of anesthetic against uh, the feelings of the world and all that kind of stuff. But um, it had become completely unsustainable for me. Um, I had a choice to let it become a very real problem or accept that on balance, my life would be better without it and there was no harm in trying. So, um, like the reasons were the recovery hangover kind of like um, sort of equation, like even by modest, uh, by Irish standards, which are, like a hangover for me would be so depressing, so anxiety-inducing, and it was already exacerbating a problem I I, I had already with with anxiety. So when I was hungover, hungover even even just a bit, the, I can only describe it was was like like the world would lose color, the world would be sort of becoming black and white to me. I was ap- utterly incapable of any joy. I often had this feeling that I was just kind of an emptied out husk, a hollowed out kind of person. How long would that last? Um, uh, days, days and days. Like even for 
like a few, even if I had a few beers the night before, it could last for days. And a massive factor in me making it making a change was having two young children at the time as well. But like, like piled on top of everything else was this like a really strong sense of guilt. I would feel, especially on the weekends, um, being hungover but pretending to be fine. Just pretending, and you know you're not being present, and you're you know your kids are small kids are demanding, but uh, you're more concerned with trying to recover, mm. and it felt very selfish, and just talking about it, like you know honestly makes me feel awful about how long it took me to learn um, that this was not possible. So I'd read a few books about people who had packed it in as well, it, it, up up to the point where I actually did. And do you remember they, they, they making strongly that? Made a, they strongly made it, made, made a thing. But just before you move on, there was a warning sign that really stuck its head above the parapet for me, because I was like, you know, having a few beers uh, at night time after a long day, um, you know, lots of stressful this and that and blah, and and everybody everybody goes goes through the same thing, and you know, you hear things like wine o'clock and you know, all that kind of stuff, but. I was feeling so rotten the next day sometimes. It, it was starting to come into my head, maybe I'll go for a beer at lunchtime. I'll go down, cause I, 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 it'll take the edge off it and I'll, it'll get me through the rest of the day. As soon as I started thinking about that, I knew that's a major alarm bell for me. And uh, I thought, no, that's that. therein lies the road to ruin. So um, uh, I had to make some changes and that's so, so I stopped. Uh, not moving on from that, but I really want to know the moment you decided, where were you? Do you because you remember that moment, do you? Where oh, you were sitting uh, when you came to the decision of the, uh, this is it, no more of this. Oh, 100%. I know exactly where I was. I was coming back from a night away um, with my wife. It was in January 2019. Um, um, and we were driving back and I was feeling that same old husky, hollowed out feeling um, and, you know, guilty unable to you know like anxiety out of control so i i, I went went home that 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 night and it was on a weekend i had a few cans to take the edge off how bad i was feeling and the next day then i haven't i haven't drank since that day the following day that was a sunday i think it was a sunday it was the 16th anyway and that was the 16th of january that's 5 years ago today and so i haven't i haven't drank since since that day but like you know um like did my like I, I like everybody I st- I started boozing as a late teenager because it was fun and uh, but I, I even then I always noticed that I I suffered very badly psychologically after boozing more than say my pals did but uh, certainly at the time I could just about ha- I could handle it but you might maybe maybe this is part of the way you used to do it as well with your pals like you know you talk it was nearly a sport it was like the next day you'd meet up and you kind of go it, it, uh, the more broken you were the more the, the it, it was like you outdo each other and how bad you felt I'm a total like you know you'd say oh lads I'm shaking inside I'm a nervous wreck and everyone would have a great laugh and you would laugh as well, but inside you're feeling absolutely desperate. But I put up with that for years and years and years and years, and I just thought that was the way it, it would be. But over time, that changed, and I, I started to even become nervous about going out itself. Like if, say, if, say if there was a night out coming, like or Friday night or whatever, I would be getting nervous about that because I knew what I was about to do to myself. I was about to put myself, you know, have a few beers, which is nice. Um, for and then spend four days uh, in total despair 
self-loathing and uh, that would always be the result and I would do it over and over and over and over again just because everybody else was doing it as well and uh, the time came when I said I, I, this this is just this, this is not working Can we anymore. talk about life off the booze? Because mm. I know a lot, a lot of people that will resonate that will resonate with a lot of people you know that feeling oh it's kind of a self-medication but not yeah. everybody is like no, that no, and people give all. up for different reasons yeah, as well But I am I'm really interested to know you know the five years of your life off the booze mm. initially what was that like Going yeah. through it, and five years later, what is life like off the booze yeah. in Ireland, where we um, we don't drink? Go on. Well, like when I made the decision, like was did I? There was no time limit set on it. I didn't okay. say this is it. I'm done. I'm okay, finished. Okay, interesting. You didn't I say was, this is for no. a month. This is for. I didn't say anything like that. Okay. I said I need to. I'm just going to stop. Um, I'm heading down a dark road here, and I need to turn around before things get out of control. That's just being honest about it for me. Um, and am I surprised that five years later I haven't had a drink? Yes, I am. I am very, very surprised. And I didn't think it would last this long, but it just it had just kept rolling along. Um, the impact, well, uh, the immediate impact of it, uh, I didn't find it that hard to be, be honest. But there, there, um, maybe this is a term out there, I'm not really sure. But I, the, every night there was kind of like what I would call the witching hour. Um, about half eight at night, people listening will understand. You're up since half six. You're you you kid. You know you're, you 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 you've been going like a mental case all day long. You get your kids to bed. Lunches are made. You clean the house. You've done all that. You feel like you deserve to sit down. It's about half eight in the evening time to have a crack open a few bottles of beer and uh, or a few glasses of wine, whatever you're having, uh, because you feel like you deserve it. You feel like you deserve to take the edge off the day, and um, just to put a bit bit of a blur on it. Um, and uh, so I I realised that this witching hour only lasted about an hour and an hour and a half, and uh, so uh, if I could get to ten o'clock and not have a beer because I'd be up at half six in the morning, I'd say, well, that's it's no point now because I can't I can't because I'll feel I I have to be up in a few hours time, so I need to you know function. So, but I f- I found what what was very very helpful at the time when I was doing this. Because all these streamers have come online and blah, blah, blah. And uh, there was just so much brilliant television out there that I could distract myself for an hour um, with, with there's, you know, we're, we're all aware of how brilliant television can be these days. And also I got back into music in a very big way. Did so I'd, I'd put on an album and I'd listen, say it said about half eight, nine o'clock, when I'd be like, and usually I might head down to my local shop and get a few cans or whatever. I would uh, listen to an album from start to finish. An album that I'd love. I'd sit down and I'd listen to it, headphones on, whatever, and listen to it from start to finish when the kids had gone to bed. And sometimes what I would do is, when when I, my youngest, I'd put him to bed and uh, w- normally I would kind of rush him to get downstairs, put on, you know, l- have a few beers, um, you know, g- get over the day. But I decided instead I'd just lie with him and I'd just, li- he, he would, he'd be falling off to sleep. And he would, I would lie with him for an hour. And it was just one of the most peaceful and just beautiful experiences of my life. And I used to do that quite regularly then. I just, he's asleep and I just lie there beside him in his single bed. Mm. And, uh, and it was much easier than I thought it was going to be. I have to be honest, it was, it was, I thought it was going to be a real struggle, but it was, it was, it was much easier than, than, I, than I thought. And, um, and socialising too. You mentioned an app before yeah. uh, that kind of helped you. What what was that app again? Well, it wasn't an it, it it's not really an app that helped me because um 
you know, I wouldn't have considered myself an alcoholic or um, I, I could have been, you know, the, all the signs were heading, were saying though that I was heading down to um, a place of, of, of badness. But uh, I found that there was an app I found and it's called I Am Sober. This wasn't a big part. This is not like part of my healing process or any of that kind of stuff. And I don't want to diminish people's um, experiences of alcohol. that has been a lot stronger than mine. This is just my own story. But I used a, uh, its basic functions. Somebody, uh, there's millions of these kind of apps around the place. Um, and and so you so you put in how much time how much time you how much money you spend how much time you 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 waste on being hungover. And um, and there was a place in it where you could put a message as to why you were ditching the booze. Um, so and it's still there, and it's it's on my phone here now. And so it says there's a little box in the app, and it says, uh, "Why are you doing this?" And and in that little box, it's just a very short sentence from that I wrote into it flippantly, maybe, but it was just the truth. It says, "I can't cope with the anxiety and depression. I want to enjoy life, and live long for my family, because I." And it's as simple as that. That's mm. all it says. It's not because blah, 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 blah. It, that's the only, it's still there now and it still remains the reason why I don't drink now because it, I do, I want to enjoy life. I want to live long. I have young children now and I don't want to, um, you know, exit stage left too early. And I think if I had have continued on the road that I was going, that may have um, become a possibility. So like I put the... Initially, I put in a conservative. You can put in um, how much you'd save a day, and 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 I would say this is conservative by certainly by my standards. Anyway, I put in a, an average of seven euros a day. I don't know what what's seven five is this seven seven. That's less than fifty quid a week. I would say I was spending fair more than fifty quid a week on booze. To be honest, if you take into consideration going out at weekends and all that kind of stuff. So, um, as of now, as of this second sitting here, it says I've saved twelve thousand seven hundred and eighty-two euro since then. Twelve thousand. So you have to earn a fair bit to, you know, on tax and all that to, to earn that. But if I was, if I'm to be totally honest, I would say it's actually fifteen grand or more, or even maybe maybe way more. It's nuts when you say it like that. But that's 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 an awful lot of money to me. And in terms of hours spent not in a state of being in a hangover, hanging on to life by my fingernails and pretending that I'm fine. Uh, 9,130 hours as of this moment. That's 570 days of miserable hangovers. 570 I've, days. A year and a half. of it, day out, That's a year and a half constantly of being in a hangover over five years. That I've amazing. saved myself. And Cormac, five years later, I suppose what everybody's wondering Especially now, because I know so many people who are, you know, drinking less, doing dry January, mm. whatever. Five years later, does it get easier? Socialising, going out with friends, living life. Do you know what I'd say? Like, it it, it doesn't change your, you know, so I didn't suddenly turn around and go, ah, oh, this is amazing. I found my joy and everything's brilliant and beautiful colour. Um and I'd be lying if I if I said I, it wouldn't be nice to have a few beers um, um, now and again to blur the edges because you know like everybody else I you, you oh, like over five year five years you're going to experience trauma bad things are going to happen uh, and it's a truism it's, it's that we 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 celebrate um, tragedy not celebrate tragedies but we we will drink to mark um tra tragic occasions and we will mark use drink to um 
mark uh, celebrations. Um, but for the for the difficult periods, not having the safety net for of alcohol has been challenging at times. But you know, when you go to difficult situations, then you ha- um, having a few beers um, make makes that a little bit easier. But I will say that you. It's 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 interesting when you f- when you f- have to feel those feelings of um, sadness or, or 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 grief or whatever for real. And one of the big regrets that I do have, Jen, um, is my dad died in t- two thousand and nine. And like like mo- a lot of Irish people, um, we go through that process uh, those few days and we booze our way through it. I did it. I did that. Um, you know, not like I was falling around drunk or anything, but like there was there was drinking, there was cans, there was booze around the house, and you know, the Irish funeral and the the wake and all that. It's all a bit hazy to me. I wish I hadn't. I wish I had nothing at all, and I could have sat with those feelings and and feel the reality of the situation. And I didn't, and I I, I really really do regret that. And another thing, um, I thought holidays would be a problem. I thought holidays would be a total. Yeah, you've done a few of them. I thought they'd be a total bore, mm. but it's it's totally the opposite because I'd go on holidays and then I'd I don't have to drag myself up and pretend <laughs> that I'm fine. Yeah, and are you having a good That's time? Exhausting. I'm having a brilliant time. Mm. I'm having, but when real and in re, in reality, I was having a terrible time, and I'm pretending to have to have a good time because I'm on holidays, which is absolute torture altogether. So now I can just. Um, you, it, it's different, you know. It, it it is different. But all I can say, look, is that uh, this is my this is my own experience. Just is just my experience. But and uh, uh, I still don't know anybody in my life who doesn't drink except me. Um, but I'm absolutely certain um, there are, there are a number of people listening to what I'm saying now, and they are experiencing what I did and you continue to do it you keep doing it you keep doing it you keep doing it and, and it becomes I, and habit I, I, not I, to I, do it yeah and I and I and I get it I get that and I get why people do it life is very stressful and it can get more and more and more stressful as you, mm. as you move, move, move along it but you don't have to be on the brink of going to rehab before you address it. You don't have to, like, you know, be in the gutter. You don't have to lose everything. A lot of texts in. Somebody said, oh, my God, Cormac's story could be mine. I'm a 44-year-old mother of three. I stopped drinking four months ago for the exact same reasons. Fair play to you for being five years off the alcohol. I hope he's listening. Living with a functioning alcoholic isn't fun. I walk on eggshells. I'm no longer uh, the person I was. I'm not... Living, I fear his ways this morning, you know, shouting at children, getting up for school to stop effing banging doors, name calling, hours spent crying, pretend I'm okay. I'm proud of you, Cormac. Uh, Battle from a mom uh, deflated by alcohol despite not drinking a drop. That's that's exactly that's exactly it. Um, That's maybe, you know, maybe maybe she's right. Maybe I was a functioning alcoholic. I wasn't, but like drinking, you said yourself, I wasn't drinking all the time. You don't have to be on the brink of rehab no, to give up. I hadn't up, to dropped have a any life. balls no. at that point. No, I no. suspect I would have started well, dropping the balls. You don't know that. I don't know. You don't know that. But those 500 odd days that you've got back over the past five years, surely they're worth giving up booze for. Oh, uh, from the hangover. Uh, absolutely. And it really isn't as hard as you think. And like, I, like finally, Jen, like I would say to people listening to this, and if, they, if, and if this is kind of like, you know, it's maybe pricking your ear up and thinking, mm, that sounds a bit like me. To be really honest with yourself, it's a very simple equation. On balance, does it does drinking, does it take away from your life more than it gives you? And if the answer to that question honestly is yes, just pack it in for a while 
and see what happens. See there what is, happens. There really is nothing to lose. There's nothing to lose. And if you find your life is actually, I enjoy life. I enjoy a few beers and all that kind of stuff. And it enhances my life. Then carry on. And, you know, that's absolutely fine. But you've nothing to lose and quite possibly everything to gain. And I have gained, days. I have gained, like, the, the money end of things, you know, that's, that's fantastic. Time. That's Time. fantastic. But to me... Or like five, what is it? Hang on, where is it here? I wrote it down. Five hundred and seventy days. That's huge. Uh, of not having very miserable hangovers spent in a time like literally clinging by my fingernails and pretending to everybody around me that I'm fine. Um, it was. It's been worth it for that alone. And can I just say, for the record, you're still grey crack on a night out. I am, aren't I? You actually are. I know you would make it. I know you, like, you know, but you are. No, because like I've you're gone, the most I, crack. I have never, I've never failed <laughs> to not go out with you guys and say, I oh, know I couldn't be bothered. And you do I, it. Do, I, st- I still do it. And, and I, I partake and I in a frothy done. extra hot cappuccino with you. You do, and it breaks up. Yeah. It breaks up my. Yeah, and but, you, as but well. Jen, you, I appreciate I, that. You're a person that I would see who has a healthy relationship with alcohol. To mm. be honest, I really do. I think you, you're well able to control it, and you, you know That's, when to say. I'm stop. surrounded by people like yeah. you with your frothy no, extra I'm not hot sure, I'm not sure about that now. Um, thank you so much for sharing your story. I think it's an important one. Can I just say, as a friend, as a colleague, well done. Five years. Five. Years, Cormac. I know. Sixteenth of Jan. I'll never uh, forget that date. Yeah, yeah, and I and 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 I appreciate it. I, you know, saying well done and all that. But you know, in some ways, I kind of think, what sort of well done, my arse. You know, you you gave up um, having a few beers. Um, it's it's not, it's not it's not huge, but the the uh, the the rewards of it really 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 can be huge. If you are, if that resonated with you, or if you're thinking about giving up drink, even for a little while, a good place mm. to find tons and tons of information on this is drinkaware.ie. Jen Zamparelli on 2FM with Leia Healthcare. Always a beat ahead. Visit leahealthcare.ie. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always.